Hello and welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. So for this podcast, I'm going to share with you an Instagram Live that I did with my sister, Makita Knight, of The Path to Presence. She talks about spirituality and we talk about issues surrounding that. When I'm done with this intro, then we are going to jump into the live and it'll be a few minutes in because during the live we had technical difficulties, etc. So as soon as I'm done, which is in half a second, then we will be into the live a few minutes. Don't worry, you haven't missed much. Thanks so much for tuning in and talk soon. Talking about how we perceive the two and how they, they can feel at odds sometimes. So if you have anything uh, to speak to that before we um, get into it, and it gives me time <laughs> to set up my video. Yeah, I think, I hope everyone can hear me. Yeah, I know that was a sentiment at a time, and maybe still among some people. I think that it's because religion has, honestly, I think religion has gotten a bad rap and has been separated from spirituality because people look at the rules of the religion, so like for the sharia or the fiqh, people think that that is all there is to religion. Right, and so then they think it's they think of religion as like just um, bars, rules, um, like a cage, you know, that you just have to stay within. They don't see it as as a doorway, right? As as a path, and that religiosity and and even the Sharia, what it's there for is to keep us on the path towards transcendence to God, right? To keep us on the spiritual path. And so the, this spirituality is a path, is something that evolves, is something that you keep growing in and deeper within and all of that, you know? And so it's kind of like, um, I think that's how religion gets a bad rap. And I think a lot of religious people, that that's, that's how they also approach religion, is that like, let me just know what I need to do and not do, and then let me just stay there. You know, now I'm religious. And but the heart is never going to be satisfied with that. Really. Like the heart of the person that wants a close relationship with God, that wants a sort of full bodied experience with God. Um, in many ways, they know intrinsically that that relationship with God is not about rules. Right. Like it's not about rules. The rules are actually there to help as a filter. Right as a filter to allow you um, sort of freedom and expansion on your on your journey. So I think that I think that's where religion has gotten a bad rap. And unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately, especially the monotheistic religions, you know, and and Islam in particular. So even you see a lot of people going into these kind of, you know, pagan rituals, pagan um uh, beliefs and activities, you know, ancestor worship and, um, you know, calling on, you know, jinns, angels, crystals, this, that, you know, they're looking for all of this stuff, right? Because they don't see, um, they don't see a space for like a heart or soul connection in religion. They think religion is all rules. They don't understand that the rules of, of religion are there as a filter so that your heart can actually grow and expand and kind of knock all of like the shirk 
shirky things <laughs> out of the way so you don't get caught up with that. Because, I mean, everything on the spirit world is not good, right? Like, there's good and bad in the unseen. Um, and so we need help. We need we need guides and parameters there as well. So, those are my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, uh, Kay, I'll, I'll assume at least part of your name is Kay <laughs> in the comments. So you said, I think people perceive religion as a bunch of rules and spirituality is somehow freeing. And I think you, uh, yeah, you also mentioned the heart wants connection. So with that, uh, before we talk any more about spirituality, I think it would be good to get, uh, you know, a basic definition of what is spirituality mm. in Islam. Yeah, well... So for me, um, I think spirituality in Islam is is the desire to um, the desire to have a full experience, presence, um, submission to God. You know, to to be with God um, in, in our entirety, in our fullness. You know, I think about you know that the Prophet is telling us, you know, Allah's telling us in the Quran that he blew from his spirit into, you know, the the physical body of Adam, right? And it was at that point that he taught Adam the names of all things and, and even taught him things that the angels didn't know, right? And so in essence, I think spirituality is a desire to purify ourselves of, the sort of illusions and delusions of this world so that we can be those vessels to receive this sort of divine knowledge from God, right? To be in the presence of God, to be in that space of, of worthiness of knowing God to that degree, right? The degree that, that Allah then commanded the angels to bow down to Adam, you know? The degree, this is the thing that shaitan became you know, our arch nemesis, right? It wasn't because of our physical form. It wasn't because of our intellect. It was because the spirit that Allah blew into us, right? Um, made, Allah made it worthy of knowing him in a way that nothing else in creation can know him. And so this, I think, is like our spiritual inheritance. This is, this is what I think we're looking for and we're, t and we're talking about when we talk about spirituality. Actually, I love that you, you made the point of what sort of differentiates us because I think, at least in our uh, Western society, there is an idea that the thing that made us special mm -hmm. was our physical form because they'll say, well, we were the only upright um, species who walk completely upright, I guess, except for apes, but then they have their, <laughs> their own belief about that. Um, so it, it's very, it's interesting. Or sometimes people will point to mm -hmm. the intellect, right? Um, our ability to use language. So, subhanAllah, it is a good reminder of what actually, uh, differentiates us is the ability, um, as you put it, to have mm -hmm. this spiritual knowledge, to, to know a lot best. It, it's not a good, it's not a good way of, yeah, I mean, because it. Allah says that nothing in the heavens and earth, like nothing in creation can contain him, but the human heart can contain him. This is why shaitan is jealous of us. He doesn't care about our physical form. There's nothing, 
you know, like when Allah created Adam and shaped him and had him in the heavens, like standing, almost like a statue, if you can imagine, you know, Iblis used to come and look, knock on it, look around. He's like, that's nothing. That's nothing. He didn't care. And he used to, and he used to say to the angels, what are you going to do? Like, what if Allah makes, you know, this creature, like, are you going to, are you going to serve this thing? made of mud you know like is that like this <laughs> you know he didn't care about that but when Allah blew his spirit into Adam then commanded them to bow down that was when his his hatred began right that that's when his hatred began because we have a capacity that is beyond anything else in, in creation. You know, we think about the story of the Isra Miraj when the Prophet is taken up to the heavens and brought near to Allah, nearer than the angel Jibra'il, right? And, and the Prophet is the perfect manifestation of a human being. You know, he is the complete human and, and, and he represents like what is possible, right? He represents what is possible and, and what we should be striving towards and what we can, um, what we can approximate, right? Yeah, John. Yeah, so Paul, I, I uh, before I move on, I just think there's so much on this point. It is such a, a good reminder I mean, for myself, first and foremost, and hopefully everyone listening, um, especially because we live, we're at a point in, in our society, at least in the West, where we are so obsessed mm -hmm. with the physical. Um, you know, we're on an app where it's, it's very much known for the obsession mm -hmm. with the physical and how we look outwardly. And it is so valuable to remember, um, you know, we kind of say it all the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cares about what's in your heart and not your physical form. Um, but I think that in just the society we live in, it, it is very hard to remember that internal is truly what matters so much more as we have so much on the physical uh, so maybe that that's actually a good segue to um, what do you sort of see, what do you think is the prominent um, issues that we're kind of facing in modernity, in the times that we live in, um, that kind of hinder us away from the spiritual path or wanting to get on it or even being reminded that mm. that is what's important. Yeah, that's a good question, and I think it's a deep question. And, you know, I believe that one of, well, we have a lot of issues facing us. Alhamdulillah, such is the dunya. You know, the, the elevation of um, rational thinking is a problem, you know. Um, the elevation of the nafs, whether it is the individual nafs or the collective nafs that is supposedly somehow better than one person's nafs, you know, um, we, I think we're very much out of touch with, um, with 
with nature we're very much out of touch with our hearts we and we actually have been cut off from a lot of our history we've been cut off from knowing great people of the past and present and so we're not reminded of human potentiality in terms of the spiritual realm uh, like i said we we all suffer from this kind of separation of church and state and so um it's just it's very difficult you know we think we think we think religion is simple in the sense that yes our prophet sallam said you know like the dean uh, i forget the exact i don't know the exact Arabic, but something like the dean is easy and like whoever makes it hard like don't make it hard if you make it hard it will break you yes that's one thing right but i'm not talking about that what i'm saying is that we have forgotten that you know, it, so so it's sort of like, it's almost like if you thought that all of math was addition and subtraction, you know, and you're like, well, I know how to add and subtract, so I'm done. I'm going to move on and do other things because there's nothing else to know here, right? But if you spoke to a mathematician, then, there, then there's so much more. There's multiplication, there's division, there's algebra, there's trigonometry, there's like, there's all sorts, I mean, the math goes deep. I mean, I, I love math, right? I'm a math person. Math, math goes deep. Spirituality is goes deep. It goes deep, and the, and the reality is that we can never exhaust in our seeking Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? But we're going. We're and, and there's a path, right? Like there is, there is there is a path laid out. There is methodology. There is you know even spiritually, right? Like a spiritual cleansing of the self, um, struggling against our our desires, submitting ourselves to Allah, you know, submitting ourselves to the Prophet Um, We're not, we're very uncomfortable with that, you know? And so we, we, we're, we're uncomfortable with, um, with, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he should be loved. We're uncomfortable with loving our Prophet Sallallahu as, as he should be loved, you know. We are uncomfortable with following a man, you know. Like if I'm gonna talk about like following the Prophet Sallallahu like following a man, like we're just very, like it just doesn't feel, it doesn't sit well <laughs> with us, you know. And these are, the, these are these are barriers, you know, and we don't, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like because we don't know, um, like the the depth of what's possible, right? Then it's kind of like then, then we don't approach it. Like I said, it's like well, I already know how to add. I already know how to divide. You know, whereas scholars and, and seekers from, uh, you know, from times gone past they would be talking about okay well you know standard complete a costume of quran once a week you know standard complete a costume every three days okay don't do it less than three days because then you're rushing okay make a thousand salawats oh i'll make ten thousand fifty thousand hundred thousand prayer all all night you know um having dreams or visions or, or guidance from Allah about where to go, what to do, but you know, like these things, because we're so detached, right? Then we've cut ourselves off from, from tasting any of that. And again, with the rash, with the rational thinking and the sort of 
super elevation of the rational mind above everything else as if that is the 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 epitome or or the kind of uh, pinnacle way of knowing right how do you know you know it if it makes sense but then you're the judge so then you're making yourself the lord right because you decide whether or not it makes sense and whether or not it makes sense determines whether or not it's right or good or true. So so then we're not putting a lot above our own rationale. We're not putting the Prophet above our own rationale, you know? And and that's a real problem, right? Because we need to clean our hearts so that when we read the Quran, when we read the hadith, you know, like if Allah said it, it's done. That's what it is. You know? That's what it is, whether you understand it or not. You know, if the Prophet said it, that's the truth. Whether you understand it or not, you know, and, and it's funny because, like, there's so much that we don't understand. There's so much that mo the modern world doesn't understand, um, but it's presented in a way as if they know the full picture, you know? And so because of, like, the type of, um, be it confidence or arrogance that, that, that modernity, like, presents itself, then every, then a lot of people just feel... You know, they just, they, they don't feel comfortable standing up for like, pop, as Allah has told us, you know, and, and and then we don't know it, right? Like we don't familiarize ourselves with the Quran. Oh, this is what I was going to say. The other thing is interesting, even with reading the Quran and, and reading it, you know, of course, the meaning to get the meaning in English and then reading it in Arabic and then even things like Salawat, you know, we think the Quran is like other books, right? We think, well, I have to understand it in order for it to make a difference in my life, right? The Quran is the uncreated speech of God. It's not like other books. It's not like other words. It is going to transform you, whether you know it or not, you know? Whether you understand it or not. The salawat is the same thing, you know, like Allah says in the Quran that he and his angels send, you know, salawat, like they, they send blessings on the Prophet, oh, you who believe do the same. And we know that, you know, for every one we send to the Prophet, there are 10 cent back on us. And so this is all the angels. And this is a, this is a perpetual thing that's happening, right? The salawat and the Prophet. What do you think would happen if you plunge yourself into that energetic force, right? Why do you need to know what it means? Like, first of all, who are you? Like, you're elevating yourself. We elevate ourselves to, like, God status if we say, you know, I have to dissect and understand every single thing in order for it. Like, no, when you listen to music and a certain beat comes on that that's, that's like, pulls emotion out of you why you don't understand why nothing's being said <laughs> you know but there are realities that that are above the rational you know like and this is not to say that there's not a place for rational thinking of course there is um but our sort of like elevation of rational thinking at, at, to a god status that things only work if i understand them you know, and if I don't understand it, then, then, it, then like it doesn't work. I, I don't even know, you know, I don't even know, but, but we cut ourselves off, 
you know we, we, we cut ourselves off from from um, an experiential way of being that 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 could really transform us you know this is such like super that that's such a powerful point to think about because you know this is, there's an idea that people um, will sometimes espouse of being mm. one with the universe right <laughs> and there is so, like subhanallah it, it, it's you know beyond what what I can think about or explain but there is something powerful of thinking yeah if, if all of the creation is is in salawat all the time and then you mm. join in that like what that, that's amazing. Like, unless you want to tell a no specific meaning of that. But just, just the idea of that, of sort of being in sync with what other creation is, is doing. And of course, unless you want to tell a, um, tells us all of the, and, and through the prophets that have said him, um, all of the blessings of, of doing salawat. But, but they're probably, and I think I'm getting through this, something also unreachable about it that we don't fully understand or can explain. So with that, um, I want to ask, <laughs> it, it, this may sound antagonistic, but it's not meant to be. <laughs> so does that, is there something about spirituality that is anti-intellectual? I would say yes, personally. I, I would say yes. Um, there is something about spirituality that is anti-intellectual in the sense that spirituality submits the intellect to something greater you know spirituality says that your intellect still must serve something else your intellect is not god you're not you know your intellect is not the highest way of knowing your intellect is not the ultimate reality there is something else this is not to say your intellect it is it has no use you know but this is to say that there is a point that your intellect is limited, you know, your intellect is limited. And, and there is a point as we journey, you know, deeper into submission, I would say, you know, where the intellect itself must submit, <laughs> you know, the intellect itself has to submit. I mean, the Prophet again, when he made his journey from Isra Miraj, you know, and then and the Quraysh was like, we got him now because that don't make no sense. <laughs> you know? And they went to Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr was like, listen, if he said he did it, he did it. I'm done. There's nothing else here. You know? The Prophet says, I believe him when he tells me the revelation comes from the heavens. If he told me he got on a winged horse and went to Jerusalem and prayed with the prophets and went up to the heavens, that is what he did. That's it, you know? So in a sense, it's not that spirituality is anti-intellectual, exactly, but spirituality recognizes that everything submits to Allah SWT, you know? And so Allah has created sort of patterns and general patterns and rules in the world, and this is part of his mercy, how we know things, how we understand things. But Allah himself is not, um, Allah is above his creation, right? Allah is above his creation. He's not subject to the rules that he made for us. And as a matter of fact, he, he can, he can, he does things outside of those rules all the time. 
you know? And so the, the intellect has to submit because if the intellect doesn't submit, we, we reach a point where it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, God, that don't make no sense. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Where we're like, yeah, prophet, I don't know about that. That doesn't make sense. What are we saying if we say that, you know? Like, if Allah tells me something, if the prophet tells me something, like, where does submission come in? That's the thing, right? If it's all just about the intellect, what are we submitting to? Am I submitting to my own ability to understand, you know, my own intellectual prowess? Or am I submitting to the Lord of the worlds, you know? And alhamdulillah, out of his mercy, then, then you know, he has elevated the human intellect. Yes, you know, and there's many things that we can know and he tells us to ponder and to think and all of these things. At the same time, that too has to be has to be in submission, right? So like it was saying, if someone is it is, you know, following the Parasaisanam and deciding to, you know, uh, commit themselves to reading Quran, commit themselves to, you know, salawat, right? Like this this is this is not this is not an intellectual pursuit, you know? It, the Parasaisana is telling us you read Surah al Mulk. And it's a protection from the punishment of the grave, you know. And in the grave, the, the angel of social mulk will come and stand between you and whatever punishment would have been coming to you. You know, this, this is not... What's interesting about that, it's, it's not intellectual in so many different ways. And also, it's interesting because sometimes it's like, well... You know, I could rationalize what is it about social mulk, you know. There's no, it doesn't say in social mulk, you know... And now, angel, come protect me in the grave. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, so there, there are other realities that, that we, have to, we have to submit to if we really want to get beyond our own ability to understand, beyond our own ability to know. And we want to be vessels for Allah's, like, you know, manifestation in the world. Right, we want to be vessels for Allah's rahma, for Allah's elm, for Allah's like generosity, and all of those things. Right, then we're going to have to submit to Him as He has told us. Right, follow His messenger as His messenger is telling us. And if it's time to leave off the intellect, when it's time to do that, then then we do that. You know, and this is the beauty of the Sharia and why Sharia is so important on, on like the path to spirituality, right? Because that's sort of like the container and the boundaries within which we can we can now flourish, right? It's not meant to stifle us. It's meant to be a space where now we can flourish without kind of like flying off every which way, you know? Yeah, I, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it made me think about um, in terms of maybe I shouldn't put it this way, but it's, it's the best way I can think of right now. Um, I guess other truths or other past pathways to truth besides for um, the intellect. This is a, a negative example of this that people will sometimes do drugs and especially the like car drugs that give them access to things that we are not mm -hmm. usually aware of. And you brought how Sharia, it, it sort of maintains us within the bounds where you can go on this path. You can have access to other, other re 
realities besides mm-hmm. what we are normally aware of, uh, but you do it mm-hmm. in a particular way. So, so can you speak more to like that containment of the path in spirituality and sort of why that's important, especially because we do like more recently um, in, you know, perhaps we can say it's sort of coming, has come back because there, there are always fluctuations of movement with the people's mm-hmm. interest in spirituality. Um, so perhaps more recently than people are talking about um, wanting to be spiritual, like we mentioned before, trying to be aligned with the universe and trying to access this spiritual realm, but without uh, manifestation and all that, but without necessarily direction or containment. So, so what is the value that we see in having that containment? Yes, I think... Um, it's funny I think the value is that 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 is the respect you know what I'm saying like the respect and and the realization of the um, enormity and the magnificence of the spiritual path is to have a guide right is to follow the Prophet is to um, adhere to the Sharia right? Because we understand that it's not a little thing. You know what I mean? Like, we understand it's not a little thing. Those, those people who think they're going to dibble and dabble, they actually don't have respect for what it is they're saying that they want. Because if you respected the spiritual path, if you understood the spiritual path, then you would understand that if we're talking about the unseen, there are good and bad on the unseen. There are jinn on the unseen. There, there are, you know, e- there's evil negative energy on the unseen. You know, there are things that you, that your intellect can cannot comprehend. So if you think that you're going to step into the spiritual path and your only guide is your intellect, but really your nafs, your ego, right, in, in, in like sort of clouded in intellect. And you think that you're big, bad, know-it-all, you're about to go into the abyss, you know, and going to be good just because of how great you are, you know, you are deluding yourself. You're deluding yourself. You don't have respect for the thing that you say that you're interested in, right? You're not really honoring it, you know, because, you know, it's interesting. It's like, SubhanAllah, like some of the narrations we read, again, about the Isa Miraj, the Prophet is, is is he describes some things that he saw, right? And then he also says, like, there, there are things that he saw that, that, that are beyond explanation. They are not human words for the things that he saw, you know? They're not, there's no way he could explain what he experienced, right? And so, you know, I mean, it, you know what's interesting? It kind of makes me think about, you know, if you watch those, like, documentaries about the animal kingdom, or even now, like, with this um, this uh, space telescope, I forget what it's called, that, that they have, the new one, you know, that they have out recently. Or, like, I, I've heard, you know, you can go on YouTube and listen to, uh, some audio recordings, actually, of, of outer space, right? And what's interesting is that how can you... 
some of these things are so see like now because of technology and this and that maybe we have a, a bit more sort of capacity for the imagination because we've been able to like kind of like put our imagination out there right but so much is so overwhelming it's so beyond our experience it's so beyond like what what is normal i guess you would say for for a human being that that in it's funny because in that case we understand that we need an intermediary or or we need direction right so that's what i would say you can't just it's just it's out of respect you know what i'm saying like you go to the ocean you're not going to be like i'm just gonna you know swim into the middle of the ocean because i know how to swim you know whatever what's the big deal as if you just as if you have no comprehension of you know the vastness of the ocean. You have no comprehension for the different types of creatures, for the layers in the ocean, for the whirlpool, like for all of this stuff, you know? You just think like, is this water? Whatever, it's just water. Like, no, no, you don't honor it. You don't know it. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't have respect for the thing that you're saying that you're going to approach if you're going to approach it in such like a flippant way. You know, so as Muslims, we understand that this path to God, you know, this, this, um, sort of ihsan, like reaching for excellence in our worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we understand that this is something that, that out of adab, out of respect, you know, we clean our hearts, we purify ourselves, we seek to be worthy, you know, um, of this vast knowledge, you know, we seek to be, we seek to be people that, that are connected, right? We seek to be people that are connected. We don't just, we don't just want it for, you know, just to say, ooh, I had this great spiritual experience. You know, like, yeah, we're on Instagram, but, like, we're kind of in this 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 age of, like, people want things just so they can tell other people about it. <laughs> you know? Like, no. We actually want to know our Lord and Creator. We actually know that the heart's true satisfaction is to know our Lord, is to know where we came from, you know? And so for that, we're not, we're not, and we know that we have an enemy who doesn't want that for us, who doesn't want us to know our full potential, doesn't want us to reach our full potential. And because we know that this is a worthy thing, this is um, a sacred, beautiful thing, you know, we're not, so we're going to honor it and we're not willing to risk letting our own ego get in the way, you know? We're not willing to risk, you know, like there's so many stories like, um, a famous story of Sheikh Abdul Qadir Janani, like he was in, he was somewhere praying and someone came to him and said, uh, you know, they came in, in the form, whatever form they came and it was like, mashallah, Sheikh, you've been like worshiping Allah all these years and you're just like the highest worshiper and I'm just coming to tell you this is a message from God that, you know, you like you have arrived basically <laughs> you have arrived like you're done you're the you're the perfect one you're the this and that you don't have to pray anymore you don't have to do anything anymore because you have reached the essence uh, of what it is to be like a worshiper and shake up the cut shake up the 
he said, you know, and he was like, you're shaitan. If the Prophet had to submit himself and pray and follow the Sharia, how are you going to come and tell me that I'm not above, I'm like, I'm not above the Prophet And then shaitan, you know, revealed it was him. And he said, I've tricked a thousand, like, big shayukh like this. I, I got so many people like this. You know, and so like we have to stay vigilant because we recognize that like, you know, like, like what is it that Allah SWT, like we don't, we, if you talk about intellect, what does it intellectually mean that Allah SWT taught Adam the names of all things? Like we don't even know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't even know what that means, right? Uh, I, 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 like the literal names that some people say the essence, some people say the reality of everything, you know, the sort of hidden names of things. Like, what is that? You know, whatever it is, it's enough for Shaitan to say, I'm going to get him and as much of his progeny as humanly possible because you have preferred him over me. Right. It, it, it's like, whatever it is, <laughs> it's enough that, you know, we we got an enemy for life who do, who doesn't want us to see that. You know, who doesn't want us to see that if you you know clean yourself, purify yourself, seek God for His sake. You know, worship, submit, submit yourself to God for His sake. Follow His messengers, because you will then have the sweetest thing of all, which is the experiential knowledge of God. Right to the degree, and and, and this gift that Allah gave Adam. Is, again, is so magnificent that the angels had to bow. He knew things the angels didn't know. Right? So again, you want to talk about intellect, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What does that even mean? Like, a lot of things tell me their names if you know. And they're like, I don't know. You didn't tell us. Right? And then he's like, Adam, tell them. Like, subhanAllah, this is our inheritance. And it's kind of like, while we're alive, why wouldn't we strive for that? You know? Why, why wouldn't we strive for that? And Allah is sending his prophets to say, like, get your people. You know? Get your people. Because I have something for them. Right? But they, they got to know me. They got to follow me. They, 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 they need to worship we have to worship Allah alone, right? And if and when we do that, and it's not even without mistakes. I mean, what's crazy is that Allah doesn't even say you have to be perfect, you know? He doesn't even say you have to be without sin. He says you need to return to me, right? When you commit sin, you need to return to me. I didn't create you to be sinless. I created you to be constantly returning and to know that, that Allah is always there, right? And so, and it's in that space of seeking Allah, of purifying ourselves that, yeah, it's just, it's the type of thing like, you know, like Allah has something for us, you know? It's like if your Lord has something for you, why wouldn't you go get it? He's telling you how to get it. He's telling you what to do. You know, he's telling you, even if you trip up, that's not a problem. Just ask forgiveness and keep going, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. 
subhanallah, I, man, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good things he said there. Uh, but it, it just makes me think about, you know, sometimes uh, with all of us, there are certain rules that we don't want to follow, or even we are following, but we're like, well, I just, I'm not feeling it, I'm not getting it, I'm not, and subhanAllah, the, the way you put it of Allah has something for us, is so powerful, and it kind of goes back to it being beyond the rationale, um, because it could be that, you know, maybe in your 50th year of praying five times a day, that's when you get you know, the thing, or you really, you know, experience whatever Alyssa mm-hmm. Pontel has for you. Like, you just don't know. Um, and so there's so much, there's so much Baraka in, in realizing that. And it, it's such a valuable reminder. Uh, SubhanAllah, there, there are a couple of things you said. But, um, then, uh, um, so I, I wanted to, okay, mm-hmm. just one more point on that, actually. Uh, because you mentioned uh, just on the, this point of rationale, um, it kind of it sunk into me a little bit more. You saying that because we do live in a time where people have rationale for things that five years ago we would never imagine that that would be bizarre. That but they have a rationale. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll listen to certain people, non-Muslims, sometimes Christians, uh, who are fighting against certain things, and they try to, you know, this makes no sense, this is a lot, but it's not, it's not always that it's illogical, because they have their, no, this, and then this, and they have their rationale, it's beyond, that. like, it, so it, it's valuable, you said, at a certain point, it goes beyond, this makes sense, or it doesn't make sense, it's just about, no, we're not going to do this because we're not submitting to a life. Exactly. Exactly. Ultimately, we, we submit. We submit, you know. we. It, it, it almost feels like, you know what's interesting? I think, especially in the modern Western world, it's like we had a good run with rationale. You know, we had a good run, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a good run. As far as we had a good run, because we had religion for a long time. The longer, the further we move away from religion, the crazier our rationale will become. You know, we, it only works because subconsciously we still have religious um, sentiment, right? So it works when subconsciously we were still you know, under the shade of religion, right? The further we get from that, the absolute insanity breaks, you know, it's just like, there's nothing now. Now now we're, now we're in like basically like a post-truth society, you know? So it's because, and we think, oh, it was fine before. It was only fine before because cause it's sort of like, if your grandparents are religious, but then your parents aren't religious and they raise you, you'll probably still be fine because your parents were raised by religious people. But now when you go to raise your kids and they're raised by you, <laughs> didn't have religion. You, you, you're so far now, you know? And as the duration, as it, as it goes further and further, look at where we are now where parents are like, well, I don't know, do I... 
like, is it okay for me to tell my kid what to do? Like, if they want to, then don't they have that right? Like, what are you talking about? You think that way because your parents were off, but their parents were on, at least a little bit. But now you're off, and now your kids, they don't even know what's the ceiling, what's the floor. <laughs> so we had a good round. Good, we, had, we had a good run. But um, it's time to just put, put the nuts in check, put the intellect in check, you know? And like I said, the collective nuts is not any better than the individual nuts. You know, that's called the mob. <laughs> the mob is not necessarily better than the individual if, if they're not, if we're not submitted to Allah Subhanahu if we don't have the higher authority of, of God himself. Yeah, subhanAllah. I, I want to ask you one more question on that, and then I'll try to move on. It's just such a, it's such a valuable point. Um, so, Nisanga, thank you for for uh, joining us. And so, I wanted to read your comment. You said, "True alignment." This was from earlier. True alignment. Let the salawat and Quran do what it do. And then I said, uh, "Rationale is killing folks now. Religion kept rationale in check and helped guide and give parameters." And then Kay, you said we've rationaled ourselves into a global crisis, yes. And Hafsa, we still submitted to some extent. Um, so I'll make this my last thing on, on that point. Um, with the point about logic and, and spirituality, um, you know, I know our dad, he, we, we used to have this conversation a couple years back, but I won't mention the law, we'll... we'll leave politics aside but uh there was a particular law that was being discussed and about to pass and you know the, the conservatives and the liberals were having their argument and to me I thought okay the, the conservatives have a good argument um and our dad would always say um our loss of religion is going to make this go the other way like, the conservatives can make as much sense as they want, but it's our loss of religion that is going to make us go mm -hmm. in this particular direction, which is where we went. Um, and I still feel like, no, the conservatives have a good point, and it's perfect, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it just, we we have realized, like like you're saying, that doesn't actually matter mm -hmm. as much as we thought it mattered. The rationale was tied to... Mm -hmm religion in, in Western society, Christianity, and a lot of, at least we have a lot of common morality with Christians, those who are tied mm -hmm. together. And now that they're not tied together, people are just using rationale for something else. It's a free-for-all. <laughs> well, who says what's true, <laughs> who says what's yeah. not true, how, you know, how do you know? You know, we used to have a word called you know lie and now it's like no this is my truth right like <laughs> we used to read the emperor's new clothes like no somebody's lying and now it's like well if he feels like he's wearing clothes then <laughs> oh, baby's okay <laughs> so uh I want I wanted to get into the specific mm -hmm. of your course. So if you if you wouldn't mind starting with what are the common 
issues your students discuss about their their spiritual journey and then if you could talk about the course you're having now i don't know if it's closed already um but if you could talk a bit about that and then uh we'll end right on time hopefully so maybe can <laughs> yeah um you know the so the course that I'm doing now, the Sinehema Circle, the registration is closed um, for the live sessions, but it is open if anyone wants to follow along with the recordings and kind of do the work themselves. And, and I'm thinking we may do like a quarterly group coaching session for people that are, that are going that route. Um, honestly, a, a common, I would say, a common challenge that people are having in spirituality right now as we as we try to grow is realizing how um how much our minds and psyches have been infiltrated by ways of thinking and ways of being that are actually quite antithetical to islam and to the spirit of islam you know and so as we begin to work then we kind of then then many times you know students or participants we find that like we've been thinking about something all the wrong we've been we've been experiencing something the wrong way we've been thinking about it the wrong way we have been limiting ourselves while last one out doesn't limit us you know um we have been making things true because of like a, a modern framework, a Western framework, you know, and we have been seeking Allah um, with with a methodology like that's that's actually outside of our of our tradition, you know, like we seek Allah by submitting to Him. We submit to Allah and seek Allah by following His Prophet, peace be upon Him. We get fortification and elevation through walking through the open doors that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has provided for us. You know, we and that's what we do, and we we seek to see Allah before everything, within everything, through everything. You know, we see a manifestation of of Allah Himself of Allah's truth, of the truth of what the Prophet has taught us, the truth of what Allah SWT has has sent for us, and we submit to that. You know what I mean? We submit to it and we admit that Allah is all knowing and we are not, you know? So for instance, sometimes, you know, there may be women who and and men are in it perhaps in the single parent thing, some are in that position as well. Um, but, you know, speaking for some of my clients, there may be women who have challenges with, you know, ex-husbands not being in their children's lives or things like that and feeling that, oh, you know, now my child is, not, they don't have a father figure, they're sort of, you know, feeling like they're sort of doomed in a sense, right? And... And yes, again, Allah creates his rules, his standards. We have our things to aspire to. At the same time, lack of a perfect setup, what looks to us like a perfect setup, has never, will never stop Allah from, from elevating any of his servants. You know? So 
when you look at Prophet Yusuf which I love his story, you know, look at you would think his father's a prophet, his grandfather's a prophet, he's like, you know, this whole line of prophets, right? Who best to raise him than his father? What better way to be trained in prophecy and nobility than to raise under the shade of his father? But that wasn't the best. Allah made his, his brothers betray him. He's sold into slavery. He is, you know, this woman tries to seduce him. He goes to jail just for being too handsome. I mean, like, it's, a cra it's crazy, you know? But that was his path to perfection, you know? That was his path to elevation, right? And so even just switching your framework to see that, listen, whatever, if I, you know, the Prophet someone said how one just is the affair of the believer, that everything that happens in their life is for their good. And this is only for the believer. So therefore, all you need to worry about is being a believer. That's it. Because everything else, no matter what happens, and the person that the Prophet have said this to is someone who's having kidnapped, sold into slavery, you know, like, he didn't have an easy life. It's not like he's saying this to someone who, you know, got a cut, and he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, no, no. There's not a person that had an easy life. And so if we submit to Allah, you know, if we submit and we say, like, Ya Rabbi, I see you in everything, even if I don't understand what's happening, you know, whatever doors you're opening for me, whatever doors you're facilitating for me, there I will find you, you know, there I will find you. And, like, these little things that are happening on the path of my life, they're not my life. And I don't know the full story. I don't know, you know the reality until it's all said and done, you know? And so, so yeah, so I, I think a common thing is like really leaning into like Allah's promise, you know, getting familiar with Allah's promise and leaning into that and really fighting against, um, I don't know. I think it's fighting against a modern way of looking at humanity that basically pathologizes humans you know, like, humans are sick and twisted and you've got this problem and you've got this label and that label and this trauma and this, this, and da, 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 da. you know, like, like, humans are a disease. I mean, this is the modern, like, super liberal, this, this, this is, you know, draw what they're saying to their natural conclusion. You're the disease. You're the problem. You are essentially problematic, <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to like drug you into submission, you know, and, and why? Because, you know, as I said, we, we have an enemy. Whoever don't want, if whoever don't want to believe they have an enemy, fine, go ahead. We have an enemy, right? And who is waiting for us along the path? Why did Allah, why is Allah telling us this? Why is the Prophet saying something? telling us this you know so really just just leaning in <laughs> leaning in and submitting to to Allah's promise you know and fighting against what we've been kind of taught how we've been taught to think about ourselves you know and so yeah so the program this year uh, the theme is based off a hadith narrated by Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, where the Prophet says that Allah loves the person who is paqi, gani, khafi, 
And so, you know, Taki, the person of Takwa, of, you know, God consciousness, the person who is Ghani, the person who ha who is free of wants, um, and the person who is Khafi, like inconspicuous, you know, the person who is not necessarily seeking to be seen, you know, but this is the person who is conscious of Allah, the person who is free of wants. And it's interesting because being free of wants, part of it is sort of, it, you can say is like financial independence, you know, financial freedom, freedom from depending on others, you know? Um, and I think when we think of it, it, it has to do with, it has to do with the type of independence I believe that helps to be a reminder that we only need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, like regardless of what, we only need Allah. At the same time, there's a type of financial independence, food independence, like however you want to put it, that that serves as a reminder that like you don't need to bend for anyone. You know, you don't you don't sell your akhirah for anyone. You don't you don't sell your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anyone, right? Like, well, you're only dependent on him. And then Khafi, which is so interesting, especially in this day and time, um, a reminder that, you know, there used to be a term called voyeurism, right? <laughs> like, you didn't want to be a voyeur. Like, you're just living your life in front of the camera just for other people to see, right? So this idea that whatever you're doing, you're not doing it, you're, you're doing it so that you see it on the kiyama, right? Not so other people see, not to perform in front of others, you know? You're doing it because the kiyama is, is there, you know? One of the things I spoke about in a workshop that I did that was last week on time is this reminder that, like, nothing, nothing is wasted. You know, a yama kiyama, everything is in a book, every single thing. And it either counts for you or against you. That is it. There is no other option. It's counting for you or it's counting against you. But if you want to say, oh, well, it's nothing. It was just frivolous. Okay, that counts against you because you could have been using it to put it on your good side. Because when the scales are weighed, we don't want balance. We don't want it to be even. We want our scales heavy on the good side heavy on the good side and we have to live life knowing that you know knowing that we, we make mistakes all the time we're gonna sin that you know it's almost like i want to say I, i'm not belittling sin but it's almost like sin is not the issue that's not the issue we were created as creation that would sin like that that is almost neither here nor there the point is are we returning to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are we humbling ourselves, submitting ourselves? And so, yeah, so what, what I'm finding with a lot of my students is that we all have um, kind of baggage that comes up against what we know from Allah and his messenger. And we have things that we have accepted as truth, things that we believe because of society, culture, modernity, whatever you want to call it. And we don't take the time to weigh it against what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has said, you know, it's like something simple. Like in our in our modern day, it's it's accepted. Everyone's like, "Well, don't be judgy." I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to whatever, right? Why though? When Allah says that the, the Quran is the Furqan, right? 
So why are you trying to act like your claim to fame is not being judgmental? This is not about judging people. We don't judge people. No, we don't judge people. But you better have some criteria for judging right from wrong. And that criteria is the book of Allah and the messenger of Allah, right? So get all that, you know, I'm not trying to judge nonsense out of your head and get into the book of Allah and make some judgments about how you're going to live your life, you know, what you're going to accept, what you're going, how you're going to spend your time, what you want to see on the Qiyamah, because, you know, the Prophet said, there are people of this world and there are people of the next world. Be a person of the next world and don't be a person of this world because this world is deeds without accounting and the next world is accounting without deeds. On the Qiyamah, all we're doing is seeing our books. That's it. Right? Like on the day of judgment, there's nothing happening except you looking at every single thing you did in your life. Right? And praying, Ya Allah, have mercy on me. That like just have mercy on me. You know? Praying that Allah has mercy on us. Praying that we have tipped the scale to good, you know? And so we have to we have to shift. Like we have to shift the way that we think the way that we experience life the way that we are in this world you know stop stop acting like you know being nice is is you know the pinnacle of humanity you know like stop acting like you know being accepting and non-judgmental is is you know this is how i i'm i'm a good person you know jordan peterson has the term which i love it's called narcissistic compassion like stop it stop it you know like, if I if my kid wants to put her hand on the fire, and she's crying because she wants to put it on the fire, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want her to cry. <laughs> this is narcissistic compassion. If I actually love you, right, I want what's best for you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to do my best to create a path that makes the truth easy, right? And we start with ourselves, you know, and so basically what we work on in the Hema Circle is like really picking out those, those practical things, those things in our lives that it's like, this is hindering me, right? This is hindering me on my path to God. I need to get rid of it, you know? What is it about me? What am I doing? How am I seeing the world? How am I living life? How am I experiencing life, experiencing relationships? That in actuality is tethering me to this dunya, is tethering me to this person, is tethering me to my past, to my pain, to my expectations. Instead of, you know, freeing me so I can have my gaze on Allah, freeing me so that I can be like just in submission and sajda with my Lord, you know, because we all have these things, right? We're in the dunya. But we, we need to really, we need to, we need to look at it. We need to be honest with ourselves and we need to want more. And we need to know that Allah wants more for us, you know, and that it's not like, it's not hypothetical, you know, like it's not like a teaser, right? Like other people can do it and you can't. It's like, no, you just, Allah is literally like, when you think about a messenger, you think about a prophesied on that's what he is, a messenger. Allah sent him to take you back to him. So it's like, just go. You know? At, at least recognize that's what he's doing. 
you know? I mean, I don't want to go into too much of a rant, but, like, it reminds me of, I was thinking lately about, um, the Kiyama, watching this amazing series by Chick Mikhail Smith on The Journey, uh, Cullum Institute, I cannot recommend it enough, and it's interesting, he talks about, you know, how Allah is saying on the Kiyama that, you know, people have their Ds and they get weight on the scale, and, and anyone who's ever wronged you, you're going to be like, oh, I want that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to need that deed. And Allah is saying, listen, I don't care if it's your friend, your mother, your father, if you think they're going to have compassion for you on that day, think again. A mother will look at her child and be like, oh, you didn't give, you didn't return my salams. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that good deed. And the only person not doing that is the Prophet Sallallahu That is the only person. Everybody is like, nasty, nasty, nasty. And the Prophet Sallallahu is the only one saying, ummati, ummati. So what are we doing if we're not following the Prophet Sallallahu You know? What are we doing if we're not? Like, even with my kids, sometimes I like, get mad at them. And I'm like, listen, you know, about, like, returning salams and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, I'm going to get mad at you now because... I'm just telling you, on the Kiyama, I'm not going to care. <laughs> okay? Like, that's just what it is. On the Kiyama, ain't nobody going to care. And nobody's going to be like, but that's my baby. You can keep that deed. Nope. I'm going to need that one. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's real. We need to live this life, but Kiyama is real, because it is. You know? So, alhamdulillah. So, yeah, the program is closed right now for the live registration, but um, it is open if anyone wants to register and like get the recordings. And we'll probably then, for those people, do a group coaching session um, once a quarter, so four times for the year. And yeah, they can get all the recordings. And then, and I, I'm always, I, I keep not too many slots for one on one coaching, but I do, I'm available for one on one, you know, coaching. And my coaching is, a, is around spirituality spiritual development and, and really like getting out of getting out of our heads and into our hearts and the practical work that we need to do to get there inshallah alhamdulillah that, that's a good note to end on of getting into our hearts and out of our heads i'm sure harder mm. for some of us than others and your website is the path to presence and so Nsenga is saying, is there a wait list for the group coaching? Uh, there is a wait list. So I, so I guess I'll put it on the, if anyone's interested, they can go to the website and just message me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyone would like to get yeah. waitlisted, okay. it is, so, uh, and, and I can see. Yeah. Inshallah, I can make more space. Inshallah. So again, the website is The Path to Presence. And thank you, Hafsa, Nisenga, Kay, especially for your comments. Thank you, everyone who um, has listened. Alhamdulillah, I know that I have learned and benefited a lot. And may Allah subhanahu wa allow us to really live the reminders that we've heard today. Um, I'm going to upload this recording onto my podcast. If you want to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you can do that. 
It's called In the Days of Noor. You can also follow on Instagram, inshallah ta'ala. Um, and this this uh, video should be saved, but I will uh, double check and, and hopefully it'll, it'll be saved here. Um, alhamdulillah. So thank you all for joining. Thank you again, Makita, for sharing um, really, really important reminders Alhamdulillah. Thank us. you, Nareen. My pleasure. And anything I said that was good is from Allah, and anything that was incorrect is from myself. I ask Allah to forgive me, and inshallah, you know, put barakah in, in our time together. Inshallah. I mean, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa